been talking about Lazarus. And uh, if you remember for our declaration service, uh, we preached to you from Lazarus. And um, after, after that service, uh, it was said that, you know, there's, there's a lot more. And, and Chris, Chris um, spoke up and he said, man, revisit it. I don't think anybody in the place is going to care if you revisit that and, and go through it again and, and everything. And so I was happy that he pushed for that. And, and I was sharing with TJ upstairs that, man, when you really dig into this moment in Scripture, there's a lot of depth. I mean, there's a lot of symbolism. There's a lot of uh, prophetic uh, elements. And, and there's a lot of things to this Scripture that if you just read about Lazarus being raised from the dead and you don't really dig into the other elements of it, you, you miss a lot right? And, and it's important for us to kind of break it down. So I'm glad Chris gave me that push to revisit this and, and to dig into it a little deeper because I think um, rather than just giving you one message with three quick points, really expanding those three quick points into bigger messages, I think will have a, a bigger effect for all of us. And especially as we pursue this idea of a house of miracles, right? We, we are in this place where we need to be focused in and dedicated to this idea of a house of miracles because those things just don't happen, right? Moves of God just don't happen. Healings just don't happen. Resurrections, lives, resurrections from addiction and, and, and from, uh, from pornography and from all of the things that exist in this world, those things just don't happen, right? Right? Satan gets a hold of people's lives and he grips them and he holds them and he empowers everything around them to continue holding them. And it takes an anointing to break that yoke. It takes the power of God to move into that life and over that life. Nothing else will change it. And so for us to move into that idea and for us to move into that place where God moves and where God performs miracles, we have to embody the glory of God. Amen? So let's start reading at verse 40. Verse 40, John chapter 11. And of, of course, we've already, we've already walked through the first part of this. Jesus chose to stay and, and not come. And Jesus made it very clear. If I'm there, man, this, you know, he, he's not going to die. Because I have authority over death. He's not going to die. I have authority over the sickness. He's not, gonna, he's not going to die if I'm there. So he told his disciples, it's good that I'm here so he die. Basically. Because if I'm there, I hold the power over this thing and it can't do anything without me allowing it to take place. Right? And then, and then we, we talked to you last week about how Martha and, and the people, and Mary said to him, come and see, come and see where you've laid him. And then we remember that, that back in chapter 1 of John, Jesus said to us, come and see, right? He said it to Nathaniel, but he said it to us through Nathaniel, come and see what I am offering. Come and see what I'm giving. And he wasn't talking about the tent, and he wasn't talking about the dirt ground that they slept on or the rock where he laid his head, right? He was talking about then the glory of God. He was talking about come and see the glory, come and see the power, come and see, come and see the promises that I have for you. And so ultimately, friends, we, 
we, we are twixt between our whole lives, between two different invitations. We're twixt between an invitation that invites us into the glory of God and an invitation to our own making. An invitation to our own decision making. A, an invitation to our own thought process and our own wisdom, which God calls folly. Right? And so we're, we're constantly twixt between the two. And so who do we surrender to? Who do we, who do we surrender to? Who do we allow control over? Not just, not just on Sunday mornings, but Monday through Saturday. Who do we allow? Whose invitation do we allow to control our lives? Jesus says this in verse 40. Said, said I not unto thee that if, if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Now, he said this to his disciples back in the beginning, and he said it to Martha when he first came into her, that this sickness is for the glory of God, right? How many of us, when dark times, when trouble, when difficulty come into our lives, do we let it consume us? Y'all sleep? Y'all with me? Huh? How, how many times when, when struggle and difficulty come to us, do we allow it to consume us? It overwhelms our thoughts. It overwhelms our heart. It overwhelms. And before you know it, we've already decided in our head that this is the end. We've already decided in our heart that this is something we'll never survive. We've already decided in, in our makeup and in our life and for our family that this is going to be the end. This is going to be destruction. This is going to end the way Satan wants it to end. Amen? There's no glory of God in that thinking. There's no glory of God in that way of life. Amen? And if there is any invitation that God has ever given us, it is to step into the power and the realization that nothing happens, nothing happens that he doesn't allow. Amen? We look at Job and we look at the calamity of Job and we look at everything that Job went through and God made it very clear to us through Job that nothing could touch him that he didn't allow. Amen? So maybe sometimes instead of, instead of predicting and prophesying our own end, maybe we need to start getting a hold of the glory of God and allowing the glory of God to get a hold of our lives and allowing His truth and allowing His resurrection to pick us up from whatever thought, from whatever heart, from whatever mentality we're in, but allow Him to resurrect us and to move us into His glory. And that we start thinking in his glory. We start operating in his glory. We start living in his glory. And the things of this life don't touch us because the glory of God has authority over us and says to the things, I'm in charge here. Amen? I'm in charge here. My glory is in charge here. My, my beauty is over this person. You can't touch them. You can't, you, you can't touch them without me allowing it. Amen? And here's, here's the beauty of that. When we start living like that, amen, when we, start, when we start living like that and we start operating like that, we then begin to share the same glory and the same power with those around us. Amen? 
We start putting people in a place where they begin to believe and they begin to think that, amen, that this isn't, this isn't just some fairy tale that we read in a book. This isn't, just, this isn't just something that works for a few people and doesn't work for anybody else. Honey, I tell you what, you start hanging out with anointed people and your life will change because you will see the power and the glory of God working in them and working through them and making a difference in their circumstances and making a difference in their lives. You will see a different mentality and you will see a different heart in the midst of the struggle. And God will move in that place. Amen? So if you can't, if you can't get from the struggle, amen, maybe change, maybe change your atmosphere. Because this is all about the glory of God. And Jesus says to Martha, didn't I say? Amen? Didn't I say? I was teasing with my wife yesterday. I was teasing, honey. I was teasing with my wife yesterday. I said, now you... you this is, this is your I told you so moment, right? And this is kind of an I told you so moment for Jesus. Didn't I say, amen, that this would be for the glory of God? Amen. What was he saying? He said, this isn't about me. This isn't about my flesh. This isn't about what I'm capable of. This is about the full, abundant glory of God moving over this place and doing something that only can happen in the spiritual Right? <clears throat> then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Amen. When we start taking Jesus away from the community. Amen. Let's not even, let's not even talk about the community for a second. Let's talk about our homes. Amen. Let's talk about our husband. Let's talk about our wife. Let's talk about our kids. Let's talk about our next door neighbor. Amen. When we start taking the chief cornerstone, when we start taking Jesus, the stone, away from people's lives, when we start removing it from our own life and our own example, amen, people die. People die. If they don't die physically, they die spiritually at least. Because there is no substance, there is no depth, there is no power of God in their life. Amen? And so what does that mean? It means that sin creeps in. Sin takes hold. Amen? Because they don't have the fight and they don't have the power and they don't have the will to push it off. Because the power of God isn't there. Amen? I believe fully that, that if you are a spiritual person, you don't want the flesh to get back into control. Amen? Because you want to live in a place where God is in control and God is removing the things from your life to where they don't influence you and they don't affect you anymore. Amen? And that, I think that's what, God, what Jesus is representing here to them. So they took the stone and, and Jesus lifts up his eyes and he says, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I love this conversation between him and, between him and God. He says, and I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people, amen, here we are again. What did he say to his disciples? It's, it's good. It's good that I'm not there. Amen. So that people will begin to see the power and the glory that you have manifested on this earth, right? But because of the people, 
which stand by, I have said it. What is, what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, I am inviting everybody here into the power and into the glory that only you and I have, Father. I am inviting you into the resurrection power that only you and I hold. I am allowing everybody here to see it. I'm allowing everybody here to hear it. And I am giving everybody a glimpse of what it is that you and I can provide to them. Resurrection. Resurrection. So that they will believe it and believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. You think that's how he said it? Lazarus, come forth. Think that's how he said it? No, I don't really think that's how he said it. I think he got a little undignified right here, right? We know that David got undignified, right? When the ark came back in to, to Jerusalem, we know David got undignified, threw his robe off and went and danced in the street, right? Don't nobody do that. Amen, because I'm going to put something over you real quick because no, ain't nobody got time for that. I'm joking. You can laugh. We can laugh. It's church. We can laugh, okay? But, but, the, but what I want you to understand is this is a moment where Jesus stepped into the spiritual in front of the people so that they would see his power and his ability to do things that we believe are impossible. Amen? Say that. Things we believe are impossible, right? But it's not impossible with him. He holds the power. He holds the glory. Amen? So I think he didn't stand there all dignified. I don't think he stood there with a wall full of, of documents and placards and, 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 and awards behind him. But I think he stood there in his full glory of God dignity. Amen? And he cried out, Yeah, I believe he gave you the little head shake. Amen? Come forth! Let go of him! I'm in charge! I decide who wins and who loses. I decide who you hold and who you let go. I decide who lives. And I decide who dies. Because by my name, they shall be set free. By my glory, they shall be set free. By my hope, by my joy, by my promise, they will be set free. So you let go, death. You let go. And come forth, Lazarus. Come forth. All around us are people entombed. And, and we could list, we could list for an hour all of the things that have hold of people's lives. Amen? 
And some we would measure are, are worse than others. Some we would say, that's, that's not so bad, but yet it grips them. Yet it holds them. Yet it keeps them from becoming all that they can become in Jesus. Amen? And I, I fully believe that we're, we're more medicated than we've ever been in, in our history. And I'm not talking COVID, so don't even think I'm going there, amen? I'm just talking about everything coming and going. We're more medicated than we've ever been in our history, amen? And I'm not saying that's bad, amen? So don't nobody, don't nobody come throwing your pill bottles on the altar. I've seen services that do that, amen? I'm not, I'm not advising that, amen? But what I do believe and what I am advising is that you step into all that God is. Amen? And there's a lot of things you carry and there's a lot of things you pack on your back every day. Amen? Because you let Satan continue to hold you there. You let Satan continue to hold your mind. You allow Satan to continue to hold your heart. You allow Satan to continue to hold your physical body. And you begin to desire things that don't allow his glory to be fulfilled in your life. Amen? And so Jesus goes on. He calls Lazarus, Lazarus forth. And I believe he speaks to the church. In verse 44 it says, And he that was dead came forth. Glory. <laughs> he that was, listen. He that was dead came forth. You listening to me? He that was dead came forth. The wages of sin is death. He that was dead came forth, friend, I don't care what has a hold of your life. When Jesus calls you, he calls you out of that. I don't care what it is. I don't care what you've been. I, listen, there is nobody in this place who is a more of a wretch than I was. There is nobody in this place that had more baggage than I did. There's nobody in this place who could sit and tell stories all night long like I could sit and tell stories. But there was a call made. There was a glory of God that fell one day. And it got a hold of my heart. It got a hold of my mind. And it says, today, Jay, you are a new creature. All things are passed away. Amen. And all things become new. Amen. And I am not that guy anymore. I don't want the stuff that guy had anymore. I don't want the influence of the things that guy enjoyed anymore. I want to be new. I want to be new then. I want to be new now. Amen. I want the glory of God to live in me and to do things in me and through me and around me. That come from heaven. Amen. I am called to it and I pursue it. With everything inside of me. Amen. Because I once was dead. I once was dead. I once wanted nothing to do with God. And I did everything to make him not want me. 
I was dead. And in his pure, undignified self, he called me. Hallelujah. He called me. He chose me. He yelled my name. And he told death to let me go. And the wages of my sin were no longer in charge. My list of stuff no longer defined who I was or what I was. And it no longer determined where I was going. Amen. I'm not just talking about hell. Amen. It no longer determined where I was going in this life. It gave me authority through the glory of God to now choose where I was going in this life. To now choose the things I would do in this life. To now understand the power of God that would work in my life. To those that I would come in contact with. You want to know why I push you all so hard? And when you begin to, to, begin to uh, express that God might be moving in you some here, somewhere. And I pray and I fast over. And then I get behind you and I shove you full face into it. It's because honey I don't just want it for me. I want it for you. I want the glory of God to abound in this place. Amen. So that we can shake the gates of hell kick our way in and say we're in charge in Winfield. We're in charge because the glory of God is with us. The glory of God is on us. The glory of God is working and moving here. So we're in charge. Amen. When we begin to live like that, when we begin to work like that, when we together to come in agreement together like that, Amen. Lives. Lives are lifted. Lives are resurrected. Sin is put to death. But people and their hope and their glory and their joy are lifted to life and lifted to abundant life. And church, church, this isn't this isn't something we just stand by and witness. Jesus from the beginning said that it was for the glory of God. Verse 44 says, And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. Listen. People all around us are bound. People all, us, all around us, even in the church, are bound. The flesh has hold of their life. The flesh has hold of their mind. It has hold of their hearts. And they continue to make fleshly choices that continue to captive them in who they are and what they are. And they continue to be defined by those choices. They are bound. This scripture says, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. What does that mean? It means you can smile at me all day long, but you're still bound in grave clothes. It means you can, you, can, you can play whatever game you want, but you're still bound in grave clothes. It means, that, it means that you can continue being somebody different outside of these walls, but you're still bound in grave clothes. Amen? 
And the call is going out. The call is clear. The call is loud. And the call is full of glory that you be raised a new creature. That you step into life and you step into life abundantly. You step into a spiritual glory and power that is beyond your comprehension. I've seen, th- I've seen God, I, and I could story tell all day long, but I've seen God do things that just blow your mind. I've seen drunks, drunker than a skunk, couldn't even hardly walk down the aisle, fall on the altar of God and stand up sober and in the right mind. Amen? If I were to tell you that full story, they stunk so bad I could hardly catch my breath to pray with them. And in the middle of that prayer, I thought somebody sprayed Lysol or something because all of a sudden I just started smelling flowers. True story. I got witnesses. Amen. I just started smelling flowers. And so we prayed. And this, this man stood up. The town drunk in Sissonville stood up. And in his right mind confessed Jesus Christ. And as the church was celebrating with him and hugging him. Listen church, you need to start celebrating and hugging with people when they come to this altar. You need to start letting them know that the love didn't end here. Amen. That the love continues here. Amen. Because we are told to what? Loose loose him and let him go. Loose them and let them go. Who's that on? That wasn't Jesus. Jesus was required to raise them. Amen. Jesus was required to die on the cross so that their sins might be forgiven. But it is the church who is called to loose them and let them go. Amen. It is up to us to take the binds and to take the wrappings and to pull them off hard, pull them off fast, sometimes slow, and empower them with the hope and the promise that we walk in every day. Amen. So don't walk one way out there and come in here and try to walk a different way and think the power and the glory of God's going to fall because it don't work that way. You need to be loosing out there as much as you're loosing in here. Huh? Huh? And I tell you this, I tell you this not to be a jerk. Amen? Because y'all know I'm not. I tell you this, number one, because I love you, but number two, because I'm going to be a house of miracles. I want to be a place where God moves. I want to be a place that, honey, when someone all of a sudden decides we're going to church there on Sunday, that Satan starts sweating. Amen. I want to be a place that as people are walking up this walkway, that Satan's running around down there saying, what are we going to do? They're walking into that place where we have no control. Because the glory of God has all control. Amen. And when we live it out there and we bring it in here on Sunday, we start unwrapping people who are dead and headed for a devil's hell. That friend is a house of miracles. That friend is my call. That friend is my my vision. Amen. When they talk about this place in 50 years, God was standing. When they talk about this place in 50 years, I don't want them to talk about J. Mace. 
when they talk about this place in 50 years, when your kids who are up there learning about Jesus are sitting and standing where you're standing and sitting today, I don't want them talking about Jay. I want them talking about the alcoholic that was resurrected. I want them talking uh, about the, the drug addicted that was resurrected. I want them talking about the person that, that cheated and lied and scandaled their whole life who was resurrected and went back and gave to those that they cheated from, just like in the Bible. Amen? I want them talking about the things that God did and how they helped loose them. And let them go. Amen. Those are the stories I want told. Those are the stories I want to hear. Amen. From my perch on Jesus' lap. Amen. If he tarries till that day, don't let me down. Let those stories, let those stories live. And let them be told in this place. Amen. And make Satan tremble. Because he deserves to be scared. He deserves to be intimidated. He deserves for his gates to be crashed down again and again and again and again. And let us see. Let us see the victory in people's lives. Amen. Let us see the victory in people's lives. Amen. That's what I want told, church. That's what I want people to see and what I want people to hear about this place is the lives that were changed because we chose to get off ourselves and we chose to get out of our soapbox and we chose to get out of tradition and we chose to get out of modernism and we chose to just find Jesus where he is without all the stuff. Amen? Jesus. Jesus. That's what I'm pursuing. Bethany wants everything in the place purple. Honestly, as long as we get Jesus, I don't care if it's all purple, Bethany. I'm joking, right? Yeah. I love you, right? You know that. Probably I love her. But she just got to get over this purple thing, right? Y'all don't even know the beginning of all those jokes, right? But I tease her and pick on her and everything else. When you leave today, take a look at, take a look at the GQ room because I did that myself without permission. And it looks pretty awesome, right? Yeah. So, no, I'm just teasing. But... I'm, it is. It, we're joking. We, and we know we're joking. But the reality for us, friends, is we have a great call. And we have a great time to have that call. Some would say it's a scary time. Amen. But it's only scary if we don't know who, who we're walking with. It's only scary if we're not full of the glory of God. It's only overwhelming Amen? If the glory and the power of God isn't moving and working in us. And amen? And it's only overwhelming and it's only scary if we're choosing it for something other than Him and His glory. Amen? I'm choosing it for those in this community that need set free. I'm choosing it for those in this community that need the stone of sin and the stone of perdition rolled out of their life and the cornerstone of Jesus Christ established and set up in their making and in their being. Because that is the only way they walk away from what this world has given and what this world has provided. Amen? And we are called, we are called for this moment. 
We are called for this time. Does it intimidate you? It shouldn't. It shouldn't intimidate you. Amen? It doesn't intimidate me. Amen? And then there are times that it looks big and it looks scary, but those are the times I just, I just tighten up on my grip. Amen? I just tighten up on my grip and I tell him, I say, I know you ain't going to forsake me. I know you're not leaving me. Amen? I know you will not abandon me because you'd be a liar if you did. So we're going to win this thing. We're going to walk headfirst into it, and we're going to win this thing. We're going to change these lives. We're going to set these people free. The community will know that death ends here. Spiritual death, addiction of whatever ends here. And we will see to it. And we will take it on head on. And Satan will grumble. The religious leaders, after Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead, they gathered themselves together and they said, what are we going to do about this guy? I'm paraphrasing, amen, because I'm going to close. What are we going to do about this? What are we going to do? I mean, for crying out loud, he's doing miracles. Everybody sees it. Everybody's going to talk about it. How are we going to shut this down? Rome will come in. You see, their fear wasn't Satan. Their fear wasn't, wasn't spiritual indignation in any form. Their fear was man. They were afraid that Rome was going to step in and take their country. And so in the verses that follow here, they say it's good that we make him die and save our nation. Only for them to realize later that he died to save the nations. He died to set up a kingdom beyond what we see. Amen? Jesus repeatedly said in one form or another, you want, you want the applause of man? You've got your reward. You want, you, you want to be seen of men? Have it. Have it. I'm reserving what I have to pour out over those who want nothing for themselves but want everything for my glory. And when I find those, what does he say? I am seeking such those who worship me where? Spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. You bring in anything else before him, amen? He's going to pat you on the back and, and, and keep searching, keep seeking those who are bringing spirit and truth to him, bringing what? The glory of God into this place. Amen? So I'm encouraging you to find his glory. Find his power. Find his hope and his joy and his promise. I'm thankful for our teens that are in this place, and I'm thankful that they're obedient, their parents are obedient to have them in this place because we made a transition today. For those of you that don't know, ensuring that our three, five, six age kids would be in service. Amen? And I know sometimes this comes across heavy, and I know sometimes this comes across in, in, in great forms, but I trust the Spirit of God. I trust the Spirit of God. The Bible makes it very clear to me, and it should make it very clear to you, that He's going to move in their lives, and He's going to move in their beings through the Spirit.